If you're a fan of the Tragically Hip, this is your Hip Fest. Getting hip to the hip, September 1st at the Rec Room. Celebrate the music of the hip with a live tribute act, the finale of a hip-based podcast, and a silent auction with amazing hip prizes, with all proceeds going to support the Gord Downey and Shawnee Wenjack Fund. If you're a fan of the hip, you need to be there. Tickets available now at gettinghiptothehip.com. The first and to date only posthumous release by The Tragically Hip is 2021's marvelous EP, Saskadelphia. Borrowing its title from the original name of Road Apples, this record packs a punch in under 20 minutes of non-stop rock. Even the chilling theme of the song Montreal moves mountains with its haunting chorus. I remember downloading Saskadelphia on the Mainlawn weekend in 2021, and I was immediately transported back to 1991. In some cases, we're even invited into the studio with banter between Gord and someone named Bruce. It was a total trip hearing these songs from a bygone era with a pair of ears from the 21st century. In some cases, it was familiar, as I own bootlegs of Crack My Spine Like a Whip and Just As Well, but these new versions were bursting at the seams with nuance that only a studio recording can offer. I felt nostalgic and sad listening, but by the end, I was grinning ear to ear. This was a fantastic hip experience, and it's one I hope we get to enjoy with the upcoming re-release of Phantom Power, and I'm calling it here first, but I think we see an up to here box set celebrating 35 years sometime in 2024. But don't quote me on that, unless I'm right, of course. At any rate, I'm nervous about giving this one to Pete and Tim. Although they both enjoyed Road Apples initially, will they appreciate the significance of this EP? Will nostalgia be a factor for a pair of people who only first heard the band in November of 2022? What kind of impact will this have? We'll have to wait and see on this episode of Getting Hip to the hip. Long Slice Brewery presents Getting Hip to the Hip. All right. Hey, hey, it's JD here and we are back again for Another, uh, well, let's call it the penultimate episode of Getting Hip to the Hip. I'm here, as always, with my friends Pete and Tim to discuss seminal Canadian rock band, The Tragically Hip. We're going through every album, and we find ourselves at the last album, uh, an EP, as it were, Saskadelphia. It was released for the May Long Weekend in 2021, and... Um, it's a it's it's a trip back to the road apple days. Before we get too deep into that discussion, though, how the fuck hmm. are you guys doing? Uh, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a little uh, a little verklempt, a little uh, tongue tied. I don't know. I t- I told my kid Sage this morning. I was like, this is sort of one of the last recordings, you know. And it's uh, about twenty minutes of music. And uh, he was very encouraging on, you know, moving on to more pod stuff because he knows I've totally loved doing this. But at the same time, I'm like, do we have to do this today, guys? Can we postpone it? Can we <laughs> pause right here and 
to it later, well, the, you know, because it's it's like the last bunch of songs, really. The problem is, in a week, right? we'll be here. It's true. It's true. You'll yeah. be here, and yeah. we'll be doing the for real last episode. Uh, hope to see you there at Getting Hip to the Hip, an evening for the Downey Wenjack Fund. Tickets are 40 bucks. You can get them on gettinghiptothehip.com slash uh click the ticket button <laughs> do that you know it'll be good pete how are you man i'm good um your cadence threw me off there at the beginning jd because when you said i'm here with my good friends pete and tim to discuss and i thought you were gonna you're gonna say two disgusting fucking individuals but <laughs> just to discuss and then you're like the penultimate record so no i'm good I'm everybody good. knows that by now yeah, you yeah, yeah, are you kidding me with our length without wait we fucking two sailors, three sailors here? That's right. Three sailors. With your, with your Captain Pete, who we've gotten I think we've gotten uh we've gotten a couple of emails yeah. from people saying, Do you have to use the F word so much? <laughs> you swear like sailors. Ahoy, motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 so looking forward to the to the uh to the live event, I cannot wait. It's going to be so much fun. I, I'm, I just, I just hope, I hope people are that show up want to, um, that want to uh, just talk about the hip, and and like I'm wondering what other people say because I only know you guys. <laughs> That's it's right. weird. Like I live in a bubble. Like I've only, I only really, well, my friend Barb too, but like, but like yeah, I don't talk about the hip, but I'm going to be surrounded with a shit ton of people who. Fucking love the hip. It's gonna be cool, man. Has Barb has Barb confirmed? Barb's not confirmed, but Barb's on the fence. Oh she's she's I think she just we need to we need to push Barb over the edge. How do we do that? We're we're pushing her right now. Barb, it's, it's if a, you're listening. It's a, it's a it's a love push, Barb. Barb. We're, we're just giving you we're just giving you a little little bump you need. You need to be there, Barb. Barb Careful. One person's you. one person's love love push is another person's uh uh incarceration so you want to be careful with that well i said bump i meant like a little tiny you know was that a (laughs) was that a burning bush reference is that a bible reference i missed it went over my head i'm out of sorts today gentlemen um are we uh are we gonna tackle this record well let's talk about where you guys listened to this record for the first time where uh where'd you listen to it give me the environment give me the background give me the details and then we'll go song by song for me uh no my car is not a yugo with the premium audio sound system close surely it is not surely it is not they're out of business no i listen to in the car um a lot listen to it in my computer a lot been doing a lot of lot of lot of work at the desk and um was really surprised with this record really surprised kind of yeah i'll I'll save all that but um, sure yeah listen listen mainly at the computer and in the car all right how about you tim i i'm the same yeah same exact yeah sitting down Sitting down, and it's a quick one, right? It's like twenty minutes, and you're through. Yeah, you know, twenty minutes, right? Yeah. yeah, it's a tapa. When they first released it, they called it an album. I'm pretty sure they said it was an album, and a lot of people bitched. A lot of people were like, "This isn't an album; it's an EP. <laughs> it's six songs." Yeah, who, an EP. who called it that? I believe they did centrally, but even on the the wiki page now, it's listed as an EP. So I don't know if it's been officially changed or 
or or what, but I'm calling it an EP and it's a nice bookend. You get the EP at the beginning and you get the EP at the end, you know, in terms of, yeah, yeah. in terms of bookends, unless there's other music out there and have, but this came out after Gord's passing. This did. Yes. Yeah. 21. Yeah. Yeah. 2021. People are bitching after the fact. Way to go hit fans. (laughs) What a show. How about you? How about you, JD? JD, where, where, what was your experience when this came out? Oh boy. Uh, Did you grab it? Yeah. Um, I bought the 35th or the 30th. It's yeah. The 30th anniversary of road apples, uh, box set. And it came in that box set and it came with live. Okay. It came, it was a great box set because it came with a remastered road apples. It came with Saskadelphia. It came with live at the Roxy. And I want to say another record. Um, so it was chock full of cool, cool shit. Uh, for me, it was just, it was just a trip because it was like the last we heard of this band was man machine poem. And it's very different from road apples, very different from road apples. And all of a sudden I was listening to brand new hip that was 35 years old, you know? So it was like, it was really, it hurt my brain a little bit. My brain was doing spirals, you know, like it was, it Hmm. was like, this doesn't make sense. This is new, but this is really old. So I don't quite understand, um, what this is all about, you know, but, uh, very much enjoyed it. Little disappointed that the version of Montreal is a live version, but I like the live version. It's good. You know, there's a reason. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason. And we'll get into that as we go. Should, should we start with ouch? Well, let's, let's, let's do a little more backstory. Yeah, go. Cause, cause in my experience of this EP, I, I went really quickly to YouTube and ended up watching, um, some of the, the mini episodes that feature, right. Johnny Fay in the in the Universal Warehouse finding the tapes. That's crazy, and all that stuff. And you know, it, it was really interesting to go through those and hear him talk about Universal claiming the the fire they had in the warehouse. That and you know, it was, I think he said they found out about it through a New York Times article. Yeah, yeah, that's how I remember. And, uh, and it listed all these bands whose tapes burned, and there they were on the list, and so. Johnny, I think, I forget who else, Johnny and somebody else immediately, it sounds like really quickly went down to hunt down the tapes and they didn't burn. And he even had a comment, or most of them anyways, he he even had a comment about how Universal, they thought, actually, this was Baker in a different interview, because I watched a bunch with him too. Baker said that they thought that maybe the fire and the tapes were... This multi-mega cash-in on, you know, getting assets destroyed that weren't really destroyed. But ultimately, they've said that they found 45-ish of 60-ish tapes. And, um, you know, there's still potentially more out there. Wow. So, there's some great great interviews on this stuff. I, I probably watched, I don't know, six interviews. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, kind of laid up one day and just had some time to kill and watch some, watch some interviews. So, yeah. So it's, maybe there is more out there. I mean, they pulled together. What is this? Five songs? Uh, well, six with Montreal, but yeah, six, yeah, six. And 
you know, if there's, if we get six more eventually, that would be awesome. Yeah, because they are, I mean, there is talk of Phantom Power being reissued. Uh, they announced that last year that Phantom Power would be reissued right. this year. The 25th anniversary has passed, but I suspect it'll be a Christmas release, you know, but I don't know anything um, beyond, you know, the, beyond that. that. The cover of Phantom Power was actually done by Rob Baker. Really? That's a fact. Oh, wow. Rob Baker studied um, graphic design, I believe. Graphic design. Oh, at uh, a yeah. University of Queensland? Queens. Queens University. Yeah. Queens. Yeah. Near the Bronx. Yeah. Yeah. Right near the Bronx. <laughs> Just a hop, skip, and a jump away. Hop, skip, and a jump. I I had not I had not heard or watched and heard interviews with him really yet. And man, I want to hang out with that guy. He is so Baker. I don't know. He had so many. He had yeah. He had so many fun. Not fun. He had so many wise one liners just in the course of conversation with interviewers. Like he's just fucking zen dude. So yeah, chill. Some of it was during COVID and. He was talking about like during COVID how his son moved back home and they they were they had set times during the week where they were jamming together and ah man it just that's very cool it's just a rad sounding dude yeah yeah, yeah. well get in line Tim because um, ha <laughs> yeah, I'll be behind <laughs> yeah yeah Rob Rob Baker and I we we go back we're gonna <laughs> when I'm in Kingston we gotta. We got a couple of beer dates. Talk gear. I think it was, I think it was ouch that Johnny Fay, one of the YouTube video, one of these little mini episode things that Johnny Fay, he's listening. There's a video of him listening to ouch. I believe it was ouch. And, um, it gets to the end and it stops and he's like, he's so elated and excited. And he said something like it even has an end. You know, he's like <laughs> so stoked to find a complete song. Um, you know, just, before just, we jump into the record, did you guys see the, uh, I mean, Tim, I didn't watch all the interviews, but um, what's his name? Craig Rogers sent that email with the videos from the, um, Cineplex event they did right, yeah. They did an event at the bathhouse. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see that. Oh, dude, it's fucking yeah. cool. And I mean, it, the only videos that he could find were uh, were Bob Cage and Escape Is at Hand, Country Day, and Coffee Girl. But um, they did this live event at the bathhouse, and uh, the in during Bob Cage and like Rob Baker's just playing guitar. I don't think anybody else is in the video if i remember correctly and uh gord downey's just shooting pool and singing <laughs> no the way. song while he's shooting pool it's the coolest fucking thing oh my god i gotta it's, see this it's so cool man it's one of the coolest fucking things. he's just like he's and it's a weird like i mean don't get me wrong i'm not when you know when we go to the bathhouse and eventually record there one day i'm not gonna piss and moan to the guys about the pool table i hope it's a bar size table but i noticed that the balls in canada they weren't like you know the color balls like we have in the u.s they're like red balls and then maybe a different color were they playing snooker maybe it's this maybe it was like a snooker table but yeah i don't know yes they are. They are. They're, playing They're not snooker, playing yeah. pool. Yeah, well. I just pulled it up. I did, uh, sorry, Craig. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go through. I saw I just Craig. Pulled it Thanks. Up I'm sorry. I haven't had a chance oh to respond. I've been busy working this week. But yeah, I haven't. I'm yeah. sorry, Craig. Very cool. 
Yeah. Got something new to check out. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Well, let's dive in. Ouch. 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 Go ahead, yeah. Timmy. Yeah. Take it. The, well, this this one kind of brought me back to Born in the Water. You know, I, um, and back then when we were talking about road apples, I, if I recall correctly, I had some comments about like it being bluesy and George Thorogood, whatever. I had some comments like how, you know, why are these guys, they're a rock and roll band, but they're kind of, you know, in, in different buckets of genres within rock and roll and not many bands can do that and do it successfully. You know, a lot of them try 
and I, I think don't do as good of a job. And so listening to listening to Ouch made me kind of realize, like it just brought me kind of full circle on the hip's abilities and their skills and their talents and brought me to this kind of new level of fandom of thinking about that. And like, I, I imagine I've, I have some, some friends from back in the day who are big time music guys. And I imagine that what they would think about listening to like different types of songs by the hip and how some who are not hip fans might think it's kooky or why are they doing this? Or it's like kind of out of a comfort zone, but listening to Ouch and going back to Road Apples and Born in the Water and songs like that, like it just, it brought me kind of, it, made, it completed the circle of thinking, these guys are really talented. They can do whatever they want to do. They're, they, they, got the, they got their driver's licenses. They got the keys. You know, it's, it's just like, God, what, what, can, what can they not do at this point? You know? And the, the, the song is, we could talk about the song and all the aspects of it. And Gord's growly singing and, you know, all the things. But this one just kind of... It just kind of hit me full circle with the band, and uh, it, it made me think, like, <laughs> at one point I was, like, thinking about, you know, in the U.S., Raiders fans or fans of certain teams or, you know, I bleed, whatever, I don't know. It's all these stupid things of these allegiances to cultural items and how or genres or arts and how some people can be like just so narrow within a category of something that they really love and how like I don't know this if you opened up your mind a little bit and accept things a little more wide you high right now have we have more enjoyment <laughs> no no you can have more enjoyment no seriously i had a moment with this song wow really fucking solidified why i like the hip and why i could argue to, to the end of all days about how they're fucking better than you too how's wow. that yeah you know yeah so there that that's what happened to me with this song that's so, far out probably led that probably probably why it led to so many video watchings because i was like just give me more at a personal level right. of, of these guys oh. it's nine fifty-three in the morning for fuck's sake it's not even 10 <laughs> can i wait till 10 to get high? 20 somewhere baby that's right <laughs> what about you pete um i i dug this song um I, the only thing i you know can kind of gather that you know i i I uh, agree with Tim on, um, not that I disagree with him on what else he was saying, but, you know, just kind of one of the points that he made was that this kind of brought it full circle. Like, um, I think when we started out uh, with Road Apples, Tim and I were both kind of like, ah, whoa, where's, where are we going with this? And then even when we talked to Paul Lingwa the other day, um, how he was, you know, we were talking about, you know, everybody has a different entry point to the hip. Right. You know, we started from the, from the very beginning, you know? Um, so maybe that wasn't our destined entry point, but it was the entry point nonetheless. And we kind of came back full circle because now we got this similar sound of what road apples was with ouch. 
And uh, my only comments on the song itself, which I loved, um, it just painted a picture. And I'll read it to you. Um, it's 11.15 p.m. Uh, the bar is dirty and it's dingy. The happy hour crowd has gone home drunk already. The band's starting to get into its back catalog and angry tunes. And the close the close the bar down crowd has just showed up, you know, <laughs> the guy with the pull cue in the fucking case, uh, the couple bar room hustlers, a couple of hot chicks that, um, that frequent the bar. Uh, everybody showed up. Barkeep, barkeep's getting surly. Barkeep is, is getting surly and just the drum, everything about this, this, this band, like the, this song gave me the vibe like they're just up on stage playing and they don't give a fuck. They don't care. They've done it so many times. It's just, it's like muscle memory to them. And they're just, rock and roll is just fucking in their, in their veins. And it's on display for everybody who's probably taking it for granted at the bar. It seems that Which, way. Yeah. 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 Because Lord knows, I mean, I, you, I took road apples and that shit for granted. I was like, did what you the guys fuck go, is this? Did you guys go back to it? Like, after listening to this record, did you go back to Road Apple? To Road Apple, yeah. 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 Like, to try and see what... Like, to me, I did the same thing, and it was like, it was to try and see where these songs would have fit in. Because, like, as much as it's new material, we, we all have to understand, too, it's material that they felt wasn't up to snuff to make the actual record, Right. Um, yeah, which is weird to me. Like, but maybe it was just a time thing. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought majority of these songs on this record fucking were great. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I I tend to agree with you. I I enjoy it. It's it's not long enough to be offensive. Like if, even if it was offensive, you know, like it's you're in and you're out, and it's 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 done. Yeah. What it did for me, I mean, I went, I went back to Road Apples, but I also again went to video stuff. Like I hung out on YouTube more with this one. And Pete, it's funny you mentioned kind of a bar scene because the video for this song, it's kind of all about a bar ah. scene. It's it's a fun. It's a really. I didn't cool know there was one. The, the videos for a few. Yeah, there's videos for a few of these. Yeah, songs. Jay Barishal's in that video, right? Ouch! Ouch is a yeah. Hoot. Yeah, Ouch is a hoot. It's got like all these hidden nuggets through the video with references to other songs or albums. And yeah, I think there was like 20 it's a, of them. It's a really, it's a really good yeah. video. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really, really good video. I watched it a couple of times. Super. Yeah. A lot of fun. So check that out. All right. Let's move to not necessary. Not necessary. Um, again, this is just like, I, th I thought this song would have fucking cooked live. I mean, yeah. like like most of the songs on this sure. EP, um, just like pictured sweat just fucking pouring off of everybody's foreheads, and um, just yeah, it was just a good time record, man. A good time tune. Um, chorus was super hooky. Just like had a great. Like it did sound, the chorus sounded like it was, you know, crafted in that time. Like if you saw a, a TNC surf t-shirt, somebody was wearing it walking down the street, you'd know what like year that kind of came from. Right. I don't know if anybody remembers TNC surf. 
They remember that company? Well, yeah. 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 Town country. Anyway, um, TNC Surf and Skate, it was called. But yeah, it's, it's, it's just like, yeah, that would be, you'd know what era it was from. And definitely this song was a bit of just, they were just, just having such a fucking good time. It was kind of a window into their youth. It was yeah. incredible. Yeah, that's a good call. Life on the road in the van. You can almost smell the inside of the van. Stinky totally. and, you know, sweaty and lived in. Yeah. How about you, Tim? I, I agree with Pete on all that. Um, I I don't have much more on the song. I dug the song. I really, no, no qualms about it. Um, this one, this one, I went faster to video. I hate to say that I just watched videos on all this shit, but I watched a lot of videos. And, and this one, this one's cool. It's like bank robbery gone wrong. It's it's got a total total plot to it that somehow ties. I haven't seen the, the video for this one. It's a really oh man, it's it's yeah, killer. I'll check it's, that out. It's got a cliffhanger at the end. It's it's a fun video, and and I just it really I don't know just. After listening to so much music by these guys with the cans and not having much visually other than some live yeah. stuff, like it was, it was fun to find find videos from this uh, EP. So definitely watch Ouch and watch Not Necessary. Great song. Right, we move next to the very solemn uh, song about the uh, Ecole Polytechnique massacre. Um, that happened in the yeah. late 80s in Montreal where uh, a young man uh, brutally, you know, murdered uh, 14 uh, students. And um, the Tragic Hip wrote a response to that. Uh, it's very loosely yeah. based in that, although it's bang on at the same time. Like there are lyrics in it that give you chills. You know, but uh, what did you think of Montreal, Tim? I it's 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 a heavy one. I think I read that twenty seven people were shot, fourteen yeah. died. You know, it's it's um, it's one of these songs that you could throw in a bucket by the hip that I that aren't something I I reach for just because of the the right, subject sure. material. You know, it's it's like it's like one of those heavy things that's uh, marked history and something uncomfortable and something that we we still deal with every day. You know, like the like a few other their songs in this this whole tragedy. I don't know. It's it's um it's you know our my maybe privilege to listen to it and feel unsettled and move on and put it in a drawer, you know, cause it's fucking tough history and a tough topic and all the things. And, um, yeah, it's, it's also like, I commend the hip for and Gord for writing it and then playing it live. Like it's, it this this song is brave. It takes courage and, um, I, I don't know. I just, I don't have a lot of music, just actual tune sure. comments about it just because it's like, well, we also, am, you know, cause I mean, just be just, uh, sorry, just also being in the USA. I mean, we deal with this stuff all the time. So it's just like, you know, it's probably a song that everybody should hear and yeah. play 
Let me just tell a quick little anecdote before we come to you, Pete. I remember my friend Jeff, who was older than me, and he drove to Toronto for a show, a hip show at the the old Ontario Place Forum. And I remember him coming back and saying, "There's this song called Montreal. I think it's going to be on the next record." Like it was so great. Like, and I got to hear it again. And this is back in the day mm. when you just couldn't hear it again. That was that was it. He heard it. And that was his memory of it. And that's the end, you know, like he, he didn't get to hear it again until wow. years later, you hear traces of it on live between us, um, during courage, I believe, uh, they, they start singing the tail end of, uh, of Montreal. Pete, what did you think of this live version? Uh, I really liked it. I did. Um, I thought, uh, it was very haunting. Um, yeah. those little, you know, cool guitar licks, um, those little, you know, I think they're arpeggios or something. And then when the chorus just switches over to a major, it's like a, you know, beautiful, uh, uh what's the way it kind of puts you into a happier space, but then it just gets dark again. It was just a bit of a seesaw feeling this song, but Definitely something that I, again, I mean, I don't know if it was because of it was a live version, but, um, you know, I, I would probably, if I heard the studio version of this tune, I would want to hear it live too, because it was really a really pretty song. But it was, you know, of the, what, six songs on this record, I would say it was, you know, I would say it was not my favorite, but I really liked it. Okay. I think just because it starts off so heavy, yeah. the record, you know? Yeah. So. All right. No. JD, have you checked out? The, JD, I guess there's a, a DVD of that show at the, at the Metropolis. Oh, really? Um, that's available. F- yeah, there's a DVD that's available for free, like via the Hip Fans webpage. I haven't, I haven't gone back yeah. to. Yeah, you might that, check that out because that sounds pretty. There's some fan. There's. Yeah, there's. They don't some, tend to give things away. Fan very often. footage that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's some fan footage that somebody produced. Oh me. wow! Okay. So, we'll have to, well, if you're interested in the seven inch of Montreal, we have an autographed copy of the seven inch of uh, Montreal, and uh, it'll be at the silent auction of the event. So that's kind of hell. That's a that's a fun one. Yeah. And I should note it's auctioned by the four living members of the band. Like it's not, it's not a complete, you know, Gord is not on there. Um, but you get all the living members of the band and that's pretty you get cool. Pete, Tim and JD to sign it too. That's right. That, that, that was a joke because it'll be devalued <laughs> if that happens. So we flip the record over and we get the fucking electric crack my spine like a whip. This is called Crack My Spine Like a Whip. 
This song fucking melts, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is the one. This is the one that Johnny Fay was like, it has an ending too. He, this was the one he was so psyched about. This is this is over here in my notes. I'm finally getting on that. And uh, this is the song that led me to ask Paul about he and Baker's guitar playing. And he noted how their, um, who was it, Dan Don Smith. Smith? Don Smith. Who also mixed um, this. Yeah, how he channeled them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How he channeled them and put one in the left and one That's in the right. right. Yeah. And um, the hard pan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- this song made me, yeah, the hard pan. This song made me realize, I don't know, it was, it was, it was a complete picture in my brain of what these guys were doing on guitar. And I even said to Paul, I, I tried to get into it a little bit, but, um, you know, I'd love to talk to him in person about it. But this, this song, Paul on guitar, He's just got the, it just reminds me of 80s power guitar chords, you know, just like Ramones and like 80s bad religion. And it's just, he's just going through it. It's like he's the fucking locomotive <laughs> of this song, which also ties in with Pete so many times how you've said how Paul and Johnny are like a unit unlike any other, because it's usually drums and the bass player, you know. But these these guys have such an interesting compositional makeup within each other, you know. And this this song to me, like, it kind of personified their abilities and you know their I don't know. Just this this song's killer. I just loved it. I listened to it so many times, so many times. It's just killer. Good one. Good song. Good. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you, Don Smith. I mean, you you nailed it with these guys not being rhythm and lead or lead and rhythm. You nailed it with these guys being guitarists. So just fucking let it ride. Well, um, I thought this song, um, it fucking cooked. I mean, I don't have much to say about it other than the fact that, um, I, I you know, to your point, Tim, to add on to it, I think it was more than just Paul and Johnny. I think Paul, Johnny, Gord, and Rob Baker are all like on stage in a in a fucking musical orgy. And strangely enough, I feel yeah. like Gord is in yeah. the background of the song. He's not a I mean, he's there, but I wouldn't call him the star of the show for this song. That fucking band like just mm-hmm, stepped in front mm-hmm. and Gord's like, you know, in the back, like, you know, maybe changing Johnny's fucking crash symbol because he broke it so many times <laughs> during the song. Like it's he's there and it's good. And I'm not trying to take away from Gord's vocals, but like the band just fucking destroys the song. You tell they were having a blast when they recorded it. Like yeah. hands down. Hands down. They just they just take over. You know? Yeah. So yeah, good song. One of the uh one of good song. One of the YouTube videos on this, the there it's I actually I just went back to it. They're they're called the Saskadelphia okay. Minutes. And there's like five or six episodes, but not all of them are posted. But there is there is a one minute they're all short. There is a one minute version of or video for this song just as well and it's got it's got some fun live footage of the guys and that's one thing uh one thing i think baker was talking about in the video is how 
a lot of these songs they did play live and nobody you know he didn't really have many answers to questions about like why didn't they make it or where did they go or what happened you know he was just like we had a lot of songs and he one one cool takeaway of these songs in particular and just as well was that they didn't rehearse much he he spoke at length about how they didn't rehearse much and they they road tested new songs he said often they'd come out and whatever new song they were working on they'd play first like that was their warm-up was road testing a song and like bands bands don't do that like nobody does that you know what i mean it's like it's like you play first bass for whatever and you, you know coach is like hey you're you're going out you know move to left field and it's like okay I'll, I'll play left field i think i can do this you know and it's just it's just gnarly what these guys were were capable of it's pretty awesome and it's i, I just to back up to our last pod it's it's the about the absolute opposite of what mr bob rock had these guys doing <laughs> You know, it really is. It's like if they could go out and road test a song, first show, the first song of the night. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Rather than like work on something for a couple months, it's. I, I think I think road testing was the way to go. That's the unique gift there to us totally. as listeners you got to see and them fans. Jam. You got to just see, you know, your favorite band jam, yeah. and it was, and yeah. sometimes they come up with something, and you're just like, wow. What what is that? I gotta hear that. Like my friend with Montreal. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And then yeah. what? Yeah, yeah. Baker said, you know, we played two hundred plus shows a year. We were we we knew each other. We know each other. We we're all best friends. We could do it. We could just sit down and figure something out. And if we liked it, we'd go do it. God damn. So what? What a gift those guys had with so each other. So you merged into just as well there, Tim. Uh, we were talking about crack my spine like a whip, and you you brought it into just as well. So should we stick with just as well for Pete, or do you have more to say about just as well? I mean, only about picking scabs. All right. Yeah, because that's the line in just as well for the for love, love of Pete. Pete. It's gonna keep getting infected. It's gonna yeah, keep I getting infected that. if you keep picking <laughs> at it. Oh, Pete, there's the new. Yeah, right, right. Sure, they did. I, I love the 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 ready Bruce right at the beginning. That's that was fucking cool. Hmm. Um. This was one I genuinely was like, "What the fuck? Why is why was this not on the record?" Oh wow! Okay. This was hundred percent hundo. This was probably the, my favorite tune on the record. Um. Got a lot of Stones vibes. Yeah. Um, I mean, super big. St- everything from the guitar tone to just the song itself. Just Rolling Stones. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I don't know, man. The more I, it's it ebbs and flows because, <clears throat> excuse me, the longer I listen to this band, the more I just understand each and every member because – Specifically, this song, Gord Sinclair's bass stands out so much because it follows, I think, Rob Baker's guitar licks, and it just fuck it. 
Yeah, what a talented fucking band, man. At this at this stage in the game, they were. You know, um, yeah. What do you, I mean? What a fucking jam. What do you want me to say about this song? It's just <laughs> cooks, dude. You know, the hook, the turnaround. It's just, it's so good. It's a pop tune, rock pop tune, fucking formulaic. You yeah, know? it is, and a it, good it, one. It is a good formula, right? Like it's like original Coca Cola. It's like it's a formula, but it's a, it works. It's it's yeah. But there's a lot good. of there's a lot of Coke out there. There's a lot of soda. There's RC. There's you know there's Shasta. There's that store bought shit. But this is original fucking recipe, man. This That's is right. maybe even say a in little Spain, sabor original. Oh, listen to that rolling R's. You like that? Yeah. Yeah. So the next one is uh, Reform Baptist Blues.
See? Can you just boost me, me and my headphones just a tad? I just thought, let's go get in the car and go for a drive, you know? It's just uh, reminded me of, like, my teenage years as a Catholic youth and having a driver's license. I literally had a time in my life, and it was, like, with that summer where... I was to go to church and I would just pick up my buddy Dave and we'd drive around for an hour and smoke cigarettes and go back home. How was church? It was great. You know, that's what this reminded me of. And um, but it, again, it uh, it made me think about the band and the various aspects of rock and roll they could go after. Which you know we have uh, in our time you know we had the stones who could do that we had zeppelin who could do that maybe queen definitely the beatles you know there aren't many bands who can go after kind of different aspects of rock and roll and do it really well and still remain respected and still keep you know selling out stadiums across canada or whatever but this this song it's it's huge it hits the two minute mark and it, it felt like it could kind of be done or not and it just keeps going and that's awesome you know it, um yeah i just it's got like a 15 second fade out <laughs> that works is, for you cool. doesn't it? and it's cool oh my god it worked for me i mean this is this is a killer song it's the live versions of this song are amazing this song live is yeah that's not, what i'm saying to you it's alive you know, it's it's a cooker it, it's, it's, it's a cooker out there live. i don't know man i mean yeah yeah i mean i'm yeah. sure i have no doubt that the song cooks live but you cannot debate that the song does not cook on the fucking studio version because right. it's it's I mean, yeah. dude, yeah, it, it's a, this song, if it was like, it's a, it's another bar room brawl. Yes. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I mean, everything is so filthy, dirty, the guitars, gourds, gourds, woohoos, you know, just, I, there used to be this bar and nobody knows where this town is. It's in Cedar County, Missouri near Stockton. It's about 70 miles from Jesus. Where would you fly? Uh, what's the, what's the gambling town where they got the riverboat? It's a shithole town. Apologies if you're from there. Um, Oh God, brick Br- Branson. It's about 75 miles. Where? Branson. Yeah. And, uh, Cedar County. Branson, the town Missouri. called Jericho okay, Springs. Yeah, there yeah, used to be this bar. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it, but everybody called it the Purple Unicorn because there was a purple unicorn out front. And this was a this is a bar where like you would ninety percent of the jukebox would be Merle Haggard and Waylon Jennings and Willie Nelson, and that's it. Nothing else. You wouldn't you would not find anything else on there. And this band would like maybe you know, be staying in town and play a show there. And it would just, the place would erupt in a ballroom, barroom brawl, cops, which cop cars, black and whites all over fucking people getting fucking taken out of there. Bottles getting broken over people's fucking heads. And then them just fucking, you know, smoking a cigarette. And like the only way I would want to hear the song live would be with at least a fifth of Jim Beam and me or some shitty whiskey. Not not even Jack Daniels, just some shit, <laughs> shit whiskey. Yeah, dude, like this song is. Oh, it's a good. It's a it's a it's a fucking it's a barroom brawler tune. That's for awesome. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and that's how the record ends. That's you know, as far as we know, that's all the hip we get. We're gonna get. 
And uh, that puts us in a position to pick our last song for our playlists. You guys each get to pick a song, and it'll be the last song in your playlist. And you'll debut your playlists at the last episode. So in in the proper order that they belong in, and you know, ever everybody will get to see your your playlists. Um, what are you choosing? Well, I know I said before that um, just as well was probably my favorite favorite tune, but then I I I'm taking that back because I just I painted that picture in my head so well. Uh, I would say Reformed Baptist Blues, man. Oh, it's wow. gonna be it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, dude. That yeah. song is fucking you know like where they get the guy and they they throw the guy on the bar and they fucking (laughs) they shovel him down the bar and he slides and he breaks a bunch of glasses and his head goes into the jukebox like that's this song and the band's still playing they're still finishing the song because if they stop playing they don't get paid exactly (laughs) exactly pool cues getting broken over people's fucking heads (laughs) <laughs> what about you tim what's your track i love that song yeah i love that song as well but i'm going with crack my spine crack my spine i love the guitar i love yeah i love the guitars in that Aesthetical one just, like a whip th- that song did it for me well your lists are now complete yeah uh, i will send them to you so you guys can uh, sequence them and um uh you maybe you do that on the plane ride over who knows You'll listen to it to to see if it works. Um, but that's what I've got for you. Uh, I want to thank you, as always, for doing all the heavy fucking lifting and uh, <laughs> listening to the music, having to describe it, answering my stupid ass questions, all that shit. You guys are fucking gold to me, and I can't wait to see you next week oh, and yeah. uh, and share you with the world. So there's that. Peace out, guys. Peace out. See you in Canada. Pick up your shit. Thanks, fellas. You stepped on my fucking line. Fuck you, Tim. How could you? Pick up your shit. Thanks for listening to Getting Hip to the Hip. Please subscribe, share, rate, and review the show at gettinghiptothehip.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at gettinghippod. And join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash fully and completely. Questions or concerns? Email us at jd at gettinghiptothehip.com. We'd love to hear from you. Podcasts and such.